The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. If you haven't gone and rated and reviewed it, I'm supposed to tell you to do that. So do that. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. Sitting here, sitting over there at the helm, scarved up today. It's gold outside, man. It's actually, but I didn't need an explanation for the scarf. I was just noting that you're scarved up. Uh, okay. You don't. Oh, you don't well, owe me anything, Ashley. No, I, I know. I'm just making that clear. <laughs> Shahan J. Raj, our college football insider, is here. And well, for the first segment, hi, Shahan. Did you sleep at all last night? Yeah, no. you sound very you, dead. You tired look dragon, like man. you are. So, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I was up late. Okay. Sunday night working sure. on the recruiting magazine. Sure, sure, sure. I was up late Monday night, right. which was last night, yep. working on the recruiting magazine. Yep. Uh, and now, uh, oh, I should probably say this off the top. There's no show tomorrow because I will be dead. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, to, I have to go. <laughs> I can get my hands on that Greg Typer money. I have to go to. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You can get your hand on that correct type of money right now. All right. It's all like right. three bucks. I'll take all of it. Um, I have that, a button, and a paper clip. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I got a rock. Um, the, the words of Charlie Brown. We will um, – And there's no show tomorrow. I have to go to a meeting, in like a big boy meeting. President business style, Matt Steph yeah. would be so proud. That's why I'm like – I'm wearing slacks. You know, weird. we we, oh, we have worked oh together God. for how long? A year, year uh, and change? Like 14, 15 months? Yeah, a year and change. Uh, how yeah. many times have you seen me wearing slacks? Oh, boy. Uh, one. <laughs> Last week, I walked into the Fox Sports Southwest studio, and you were in a suit, and I like like I was like, who is? Right. That's Tepper. Yeah, yeah. And then I, 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 I tweeted you a Simpsons gif after that. <laughs> Never got any sort of response. I'm not bitter, but. <laughs> I, I have whatever. seen you. I'd say I've seen you wear like a full suit more because you're like going to Fox, yes. but like just wearing slacks and like a, casual business guy. <laughs> right. Right. That's, casual that's a weird one. Um, now I will say, I don't actually know if I own a pair of slacks right now. Like I am extremely all or nothing as well yeah. <laughs> these days. I, I asked, so I have to go. This is like a big company meeting. That right. They've right. Asked right. Me to be at. I hope my bosses are watching. Hi guys. Um, <laughs> and they, they I'm being me. made to go to. Yes. But I asked them, uh, I asked uh, my boss, yeah. uh, like, do I need to wear a, a suit? And he was like, no, no, you know, you don't need to wear a suit, but do dress nice. And I'm like, that's the worst thing you can tell. Yeah. Yes. Like because suit, then you don't know. A suit. I know. I understand. I right, know the right, rules right. of yeah. that game. Okay. Just wear a suit. It's annoying. Whatever. Right. This, this is what I'm least comfortable in. Well, and because our boss also lives in that in-between space. You know, like, because a lot of the other people in the office, I mean, obviously, all the editorial staff, we dress super casual, right? Like, we got, I, I like, dress the best because I wear, like, a polo most days. Mm -hmm. 
and that's well actually no actually actually dress i've got a similar. scarf yeah on. <laughs> actually actually dress like a human but whatever yeah. every now and, and then. then everybody else wears like jeans and then some form of outerwear on top of it mm-hmm. and no one knows what's underneath because they're just always wearing outerwear mm-hmm. so so yeah this is a well that's because partially because it's freezing in here it like 24 7 is. and and i will say this is like the temperature where i'm starting to not know what to wear because oh, it's a confusing time because scarves. the other thing too is that wear right scarves. right at this moment you know i typically just kind of wear <laughs> like a pullover but like most of my pullover stuff is bailey right now and i probably shouldn't wear that on the show so, no you know, that seems like just, a bad look just, I don't know. I just went there. That's uh, that's all for me. But I don't know. Today <laughs> is Tuesday, October 29th, 2019. 30 days until Thanksgiving. Is episode it? 30 oh days, man. It's it's four weeks from We're Thursday. We're close. Wow. Episode 847, 847. Joey Gallo's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, we've got Shahan here. We're going to talk some college football. We're going to announce the Visit Fort Worth Coach of the Week and the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. And then we will talk with Craig White, the Texas High Football Hall of Famer, coming up here in the back half of the program as we mentioned shahan is here we will talk a little bit of college football because that's what we do when shahan is here we can talk about whatever you want but i, I mean, figure college I football will happily talk about anything probably you're you, opening you yourself open up there buddy you think i care you think i have boundaries <laughs> come on now um okay so there were uh, i i made the point yesterday yeah uh on texas football today that obviously removing SMU and Baylor, okay. who are having excellent years. Yes. Right? I think that nobody nobody will call anything they're doing anything other than excellent. Right. Other than that, though, and even if you add them into the average, yeah. I think it's a pretty sorry year of college football in the FBS ranks. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think that the biggest thing that you say is that between three and, like, eight in the state are just all kind of the same and that same is not very good mm-hmm. and and i mean the bottom is still the bottom N- none of them have really broken out in any meaningful way yeah i mean i agree i think that once you get past it putting together the best in text rankings was mm-hmm. a, kind of a joke honestly you know yeah, because, it's a chore yeah because you know you put smu one baylor two a uh, baylor one smu two some order you know we we kept smu at one because uh because i don't think that a team should move up to number one on their bye week necessarily probably true um you know if baylor dominates this week and smu doesn't okay we can have a conversation but uh once you get to three yeah. it's just like i don't know i mean none of them you know i think i put a&m there a&m's third and i mean really i i don't know it's just it's kind of a sad state, like you said, that that is currently the third best team in the state of Texas. Well, I'll, I'll give you the more the more damning indictment. Okay? Yeah. Well, I'm looking at your power poll. You can see yeah. TexasFootball.com, um, where we rank the 12 FPS teams in the state of Texas. Yeah. The sixth ranked team. The sixth ranked team. So that is the last team in the top half. They're still in the top yeah. half. There's still a top right. half team Right. is Houston, who is... Actively, yeah, tanking like <laughs> fundamentally tanking, right? Like they right, are without right. their best players. They are they have more or less punted on 2019, right? They are sixth. Right. They are in the top half. Right. And so again, even if you add in, even if you 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 average in SMU and Baylor, who are having great years, mm-hmm. but A and M, TCU, Texas, Houston, North Texas, Texas Tech, Texas State, UTSA, UTEP, and Rice. Part of it is also that. For the umpteenth consecutive year, seems like the bottom of this power ranking is really bad. 
Yeah. It used to include SMU, yeah. and now it basically includes like UTSA. They've right. kind of flip flopped. Right, right. No, it, I think you're absolutely right. And that bottom four group at, ranks among maybe the 15 worst teams in college football mm-hmm. right now, it, as it did last year. And none of those teams have done anything to move out of that group at this point. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I think that Texas is the one team that can maybe still break out of that middle tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe if TCU, what they showed on Saturday, can can build on that, maybe they could move out of that middle tier. But right now, I mean, is there, like, I think that you say that Texas is probably an above average Power 5 team right now. I think you have TCU pretty close to there, a and pretty close to there. There's not really any teams that you're like, okay, this is definitely a top half team. Well, and that's the thing is that like, obviously, like, look, I think, I think that if you were to put them head to head, yeah, like I think A and still a pretty good team. I think A yeah, and sure. you know, right now, uh, Bill Connolly's S and P or SP plus, yeah, um, has A and M as the 21st best team in the country. Okay, yeah. yeah. They're five and three. Part of the reason that they are struggling is yeah. because their the three losses are to right. top. Where's Auburn now? I, very high. Very high. Yeah. Top top twenty teams. Yeah. Okay, three top twenty teams. Yeah. But at the at the end of the day, you are what your record says you are, yeah. and they are going to be seven and five. Right, right, and I mean, the other thing too is that they haven't looked amazing in those other games either. Yeah, you know, I mean, because if you go out there and kill Ole Miss, I mean, they played pretty well against Mississippi State. I at thought home, they played really well against Mississippi but, State, but but I mean, that's kind of beating Mississippi State at home is sort of their best data point right now, and that's just not the greatest data point. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they just haven't proven a whole lot at this point. And and you can say, well, you know, if they played a different schedule, they'd be something else. But we don't really know that because against this schedule, which is tough, they haven't really looked like they were that much better than the bad teams that they played. And they haven't looked anywhere near as close to the good teams that they played. Um, it's Sean J. Roger, our college football insider here on Texas Football. Today, you can involve the conversation hashtag TF Day. Um, yeah, Baylor's got West Virginia this week yeah. at home. No reason to think that they're going to struggle. <laughs> they they should. West Virginia is not very good, and Baylor gets extra like yeah. a de facto bye week. Kind of, it's a weird short bye week, but they, yeah. they there's no reason to write. I'm I'm not crazy. Right, right, right. No, I mean they shouldn't have any issues. The other thing too that I think that we have to mention, um, and Matt Rule mentioned it yesterday in his press conference, is that this group of seniors has never beaten West Virginia. Mm. You know, because just for some weird reasons, right? I mean, not because Baylor was horrific for the whole time, but like. They just haven't beaten West Virginia. West Virginia's been pretty good when Baylor's been pretty bad. And so I don't think this is a team that they're going to overlook either. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I mean, I think that there's a fair argument that West Virginia's not a terrible team, but I think they might be the worst team in the Big 12 right now. Uh, so I, I think that there's no reason to really worry about it. Um, Austin Kendall turns the ball over a whole lot. They just don't have a whole lot on defense. So Baylor should be able to assert their will a little bit. Um, and, and again, I mean, the biggest thing I want to see from them is I want this to be a coming out party for them on national TV on Thursday night in front of a college football audience. I want this to be sort of the game where they go out and, and murder a team mm-hmm. because they haven't really done that this no. year. If you, if you want to knock something, that if you want to pick nits on what Baylor's mm-hmm. done, is that – if you value dominance, they yeah. haven't they haven't been a dominant team. No, no. Well, and it is funny. You know, I was joking with somebody the other day. Like I cover those Bryles teams, obviously, mm-hmm. and you just look at what those teams did in terms of dominance. You know, they would win by 30, 40, 50 mm-hmm. points, no problem. But the flip side of that is that when they got into these close games, they would struggle sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Baylor this year has kind of been the opposite. They've gotten into close games, but they've pulled them out. They've made the right plays. They made big plays at every single moment. 
now, I still think against some of the bad teams in the state, which they haven't, I mean, Tech isn't great, but they haven't played a bad team so far this year, I don't mm-hmm. think, or a team that was playing poorly at least. Uh, yeah. Since Didn't obviously they the non-conference, play rice? the, the non-conference, the non-conference. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but but in conference <laughs> like, play, <laughs> yeah, the in conference play, I think they've played four fairly middle class teams so far, um, and, and you know they've handled them. But uh, but now you're going against a team that right now is bad, is playing very badly. I think that this is a chance where they need to go out and sort of assert their will and prove that they are yeah. a step above the rest. Yeah, if you want to talk about a, a game in which like I feel like style points matter. Yeah, like I don't yeah, think yeah. I don't think like I said I don't think Baylor's going to struggle with with West Virginia. No, no, no. Uh, I think they're going to win the game. Yeah. I want to see them come out there and be like, oh, you know what? We are very clearly better than West Virginia. We are going to pull Charlie Brewer. And, yes. And, and uh, Gary Bohan is going to play the whole second half. There, um, there are a couple people in the comments asking, uh, Shahan, what do you think the chances are of Baylor getting into the college football playoffs are? I, low. I mean, here's the deal for me, right? Is We still haven't seen Baylor play an elite <laughs> team as yet. Yeah. And now granted, Oklahoma might be the only elite team in the Big 12, but we haven't seen them play them as yet. Um, and and they're just untested. I mean, it's hard to to win against these top level teams when you haven't played them before. So mm-hmm. I think we'll learn a lot about Baylor on November twenty third. Uh, sorry, November sixteenth when they play Oklahoma. November twenty third when they play Texas. Uh, even when they play TCU, I think it's going to be a good test for them. Um, look, can they win the Big Twelve? They absolutely can. I don't think that Oklahoma is a dominant team, but. I also don't. I'm starting to think the Big Twelve, like unless unless Baylor goes thirteen and zero, yeah, I'm starting to think the Big Twelve isn't going to have a chance. In, in mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that if they went twelve and one and beat Oklahoma twice, then yeah. they'd be okay. But well, but at the same time, I mean, like what a we've close been loss here. To Texas? We've been here no. before. Right. Okay. Oh yeah. You know, we've been here before. Where Baylor's a one-loss team trying to get into the playoff, and I think that. Honestly, I don't think it really matters the strength of the conference to know that they're going to get in the playoff. Baylor has to go 13-0. and um, The other big game this week, uh, obviously going down 2.30 p.m. at Apogee Stadium in Denton. UTEP visits North <laughs> Texas. Um, you're going to this game, actually. I, I am going to okay. this game. Now, and, and Ashley's going to this game. I will be we there won't, won't. through <laughs> hell and high water. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> North, North Texas and UTEP do play. But in the limited time we do have with you, I, I want to touch on the other big game, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the the primetime game on ABC. Yep. The little tiny baby SMU Mustangs, the ponies, Woo! the sweet tiny baby ponies. Let's go. Going on the road. <laughs> the I hated ba- that. I hated that. <laughs> the like, fighting little Sebastians. So the, the fighting little Sebastians. <laughs> Nine pounds, eight ounces, barely no award yet. It is <laughs> the little baby Mustangs. SMU Mustangs <laughs> going on the road to number 24 Memphis. Um. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Th- th- I think people are going to realize that. Uh, I think if you don't know, Memphis is pretty good. Like yes. this is a really good they team. They are they, extremely good. They lost it. They lost a game earlier this year in kind of a weird, had a bad game type thing. Yeah. But getting them at home, I mean, this is, in my opinion, I mean, this is probably a tougher game than TCU. I mean, it's probably the toughest game of the year. Oh yeah. Well, college game day is going there. Yeah. yeah. College game is going to be there. <laughs> well, they're going on the road is mm-hmm. one thing. That's a big thing they have to take account of. The other thing too is that they are as complete an offense as there is in college football. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell. That's mm-hmm. a name you need to know. He is maybe the best group of five running back in America. That's how good he is. He is somebody who can make plays out of the backfield. He's somebody who can make plays at receiver. He is everywhere. He can do everything for this team. Because last year, I mean, Daryl Henderson rushed for 1,900 yards. Tony Pollard rushed for a whole bunch of yards. They lost two NFL running backs, and they replaced them with a guy who might be just as good as any of them. Uh, so, so that's something that 
SMU's going to have to watch out for. They haven't really played a dominant rushing team as yet, and this is going to be probably the best running back that they'll face all year. Um, and in the passing game, Brady White doesn't make mistakes. You know, the running games helped open things up for him. Uh, it, it's going to be a tough test for their defense because SMU has done a good job of creating havoc, of creating turnovers, of getting to the quarterback. But this is a team that doesn't need the quarterback to stand in the pocket. They can hand the ball off. They can get the ball out quick to their running backs. And it's going to be a big test for Kevin Kane's defense to see whether they can contain him. Now, on the other end, I think that... You know, we haven't necessarily heard updates on Reggie Robertson as yet, but if he's out, that's going to be a big, big deal, and it's going to be something that's going to be hard for them to overcome. But, uh, but SMU can make plays against them. They can make plays down the field. You know, S- uh, Memphis's pass defense isn't great. Um, you know, so that's what's going to come down to: is can SMU's defense cause some issues for Kenneth Gainwell for Brady White? Uh, and if they can't, I mean. Look, I think that Memphis is a more balanced offense right mm-hmm. now and probably a more consistent offense. And uh, and if they can't get some stops, then SMU's going to be in trouble. One more note uh, here, as I've got Bill Conley's SP Plus yeah. um, rankings up here. Um, Memphis is sixth in special teams SP Plus. They're excellent, uh, excellent defensively. SMU... 111th. Yeah, they're not a very good special Ooh, team. That team. is a, so. If you're look, if if you believe this is going to be a close game, which yeah. I believe it's going to yeah. be a close game, and little things matter, that is somewhere that you that SMU's got to make up some ground. Yeah, yeah, and you know, early in the year, especially extra points were just an absolute disaster mm-hmm. for SMU. Now, since Kevin Robledo has been back, it's been less of an issue. They've had a little bit more confidence in their kicking game, but uh, they need to cover well. I mean, they can't give up points. They can't give up opportunities uh, in special teams because. That's where games are won and lost in a lot of cases. You know, field position, uh, extra points, field goals, those are how you lose games when you're playing in high-pressure environments. So we're going to need to see a lot from Sonny Dyke's team uh, for that to happen. They, they have the talent. I mean, this, this is a reality. They can play with any team in the country, in my opinion, right now. Um, and Memphis, I mean, mm-hmm. they lost to Temple, who SMU crushed. And they also had a weird... Uh, Tulsa game two last week where they needed uh, Tulsa to miss a field goal as time expired just to win the game so they're susceptible but um, it's obviously going to be a really big test I think both these teams have played up to their opponents so far this season and so I'm curious to see and I'm excited to see obviously how both these teams react to this situation. He's Shahan J. Raja, our college football insider here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Follow him on Twitter at Shahan J. Raja. See his fine work at texasfootball.com. Shahan, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we'll do it again next week. Yeah, you're booked for one more week. We're gonna we're gonna uh, renew your contract for one uh, more week. Oof, wow, today. I'm week by week now. Yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> don't worry, man. I'm day by day. Jeez, jeez, Louise. All right. Thanks. <laughs> we're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Just want to let you know too that if you're like still nervous about what you're wearing adam just walked by and like what looked to be like a sports coat blazer type thing just wanted to add on some wardrobe pressure for you happy tuesday dave campbell's texas football in <laughs> partnership with visit fort worth is proud to honor one head football coach in each classification with the coach of the week award each coach recognized that with this special honor typifies the best in texas high school football your week nine Visit Fort Worth Coaches of the Week. And 6A, Jed Cates from Richland, left for dead by most after starting the season 0-4. Cates' squad has turned it on in district play in District 3-6A after a 28-17 victory over rival Halton. 
In 5A, Todd Patman from Bastrop. It's been an up-and-down season for Bat- Patman's Bears, who started the year 3-0, then dropped four straight games in the always entertaining District 13-5A Division 2. But they kept their playoff hopes alive when they stunned District co- co-leader Brenham 30-25. In 4A, Frank Sandoval from Mejia. Playing one of the state's toughest districts is one of the state's smallest 4A schools. Hasn't faced Coach Sandoval's bunch, who bounced back nicely uh, with an impressive 41-24 win over Robinson. In 3A, Tristan Abron from Paul Pewitt. Second-year coach Abron has the Bramus flying high at 8-0 on the season after a hard-fought 45-33 win over always tough Elysian Fields. In 2A, Stephen Overstreet from Tahoka. Coach Overstreet's squad used a suffocating defense to neutralize a potent ground attack from Rawls as the Bulldogs earned a 14-6 win over previously unbeaten Jackrabbits. And in 1A, Malcolm Cole from Avalon. The Eagles are flying high at 8-0 after a thrilling win over Coolidge, matching the most wins in a season in program history. So those are your Week 9. Visit Fort Worth Coaches of the Week. In 6A, Jed Cates from Richland. In 5A, Todd Patman from Bastrop. In 4A, Frank Sandoval from Mejia. In 3A, Tristan Abron from Paul Pewitt. In 2A, Stephen Overstreet from Tahoka. And in 1A, Malcolm Cole from Avalon. Congratulations to all the schools and thank, or all the coaches rather, and thank you for all you do for your players, schools, and communities. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches across the state for the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week uh, and let fans decide via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 9 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Wink offensive lineman and defensive line coach Daniel Kelly. The Wildcats offensive line plowed the road for the Wink offense, rolling up 509 yards of total offense. While the uh, while the de- defensive line racked up 27 tackles and a sack in a 47-6 win over Ira Ann. Beville Jones defensive coordinator Zane Brown. The Trojans' defense sparked their comeback win over Bernie, holding the high-powered Greyhounds scoreless in the second half and forcing five turnovers in a 33-17 victory. La Jolla Palmview offense coordinator Gary Lauer. The Lobos' offense exploded for an astonishing 55 points in the first half, eventually finishing with a wild 88-49 win over Brownsville-Lopez, the most points scored by an 11-man football team in Texas this season. And finally, Shirts Clemens defensive coordinator Danny uh, Lingiel. Let me get that right. Langiel. Got it. The Buffaloes pitched their second shutout of the season, forcing a pair of turnovers and holding San Antonio East Central to just 134 yards of total offense in a 36 to nothing victory. So those are your Week 9 built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Wink Offensive Line, Defensive Line Coach Daniel Kelly, Beville Jones Defense Coordinator Zane Brown, La Jolla Palmview Offensive Coordinator Gary Lauer, and Shirts Clemens Defense Coordinator Danny Langiel. Vote now on Twitter at DCTF and find more information at TexasFootball.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's our subscription package. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. Uh, exclusive today. Exclusive today. Oh, Tap and Step, our new 
episode of our premium high school football podcast. Step is out of town, so we recorded it from his hotel room in Atlanta. Uh, we called him in Atlanta, and we went for about an hour and 15 minutes uh, nerding out on week 10 of the Texas High football season. A little bit of week 9 recap, as well as a little bit of snapshot data, a little bit of snapshot breakdown. Uh, Matt Stepp did that on Tep and Step this week. Uh, as well as you get... Um, as well as you get a number of other outstanding things, including computer rankings of every Texas high school ball team that just went up today at texasfootball.com. You get computer projections of every Texas high school ball game, which is uh, will go tomorrow. Yeah, up on tomorrow. That's like tomorrow. Uh, and yeah, plus recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete uh, and premium podcasts, all that's good stuff. It's texasfootball.com slash insider. We have a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Makes great gifts as well. It's texasfootball.com slash insider. I don't have a text from him. He said he, he did confirm. We'll wait for one more minute. We're waiting on Craig Way, the Texas Football Hall of Famer, who usually joins us every Tuesday and usually answers his phone. Hi. It's your friend Greg. A reminder, we don't have a show tomorrow. I'm supposed to tell you that. We don't have a show tomorrow because I'll be in Houston for business meeting. Big, fancy business guy. Um, yeah. All right. If you don't answer this time, we're going to call it. And this is this is the power of live broadcasting, guys. This is the power of it. It's really good. It's very good. Where are you going on Saturday or on Friday? Hold on, she's turning on her microphone. You're listening to live coverage of Ashley Pickle turning on her microphone. Her microphone, yeah. Uh, where am I going? Oh, uh, yeah, no, Craig Craig said not today. Um, but I am going to Highland Park at uh, Lancaster. 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 I always want to say it's Lancaster because I'm Texan. But, yeah, no, it's going to – Lancaster. I'm going to have to, like, redo that a couple you times. You ever been to Lancaster? Mm, maybe driven through it. Uh, their stadium's awesome. Uh, you get two great coaches. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Randy Allen. You know yes. the story here. Uh, yeah, he's going for number four hundred. Could be number four hundred on Friday night if they beat Lancaster, but they're gonna have to earn it because Lancaster's playing really well. Chris Gilbert's one of my all-time favorite coaches. He's a great, great guy. Uh, I love Coach Gilbert. So you will have a great time. Pumped to talk to him. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm gonna call it. Do I have any final thoughts? Uh. Yeah, we do actually. Someone forgot to throw it to me for uh, first four through the door. Man, I hate when Shahan hate does that. <laughs> Um, our first four through the door were Rob Hadaway, Christopher, Nicholas Morton, and Meese. Okay. Welcome in, guys, and goodbye, and guys. And goodbye. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us. Sorry, Craig Way is probably doing something a lot more important than talking to me, which I think Very you guys understand. Um, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, and, of course, see us at textfootball.com. Thanks to Shahan J. Roger for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. No show tomorrow. We'll see you Thursday on Texas Football Today.